What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the One It's All podcast. I am your creator of this chaos. My name is Jay Cufflefinger, and I couldn't be more grateful to have you here. What's going on, everybody? How's it going? It is playoff time. Playoff football is upon us. What more could you possibly want out of a weekend of NFL football? We have seven, six games on the docket this week. Six. Six win or go home extended wild card weekend. And I'm going to go through and make my picks on every one of them. Austin, shout out, man. He wanted to be here to make these picks, but he's on a road trip to surprise the pops. But I do have his picks. He was able to get those in. So I'll be giving you his picks as I go through and make mine for this weekend. If your team's in the playoffs, bravo. If you're not, if you're a Lions fan, it's a little different, right? I feel like the Lions really showed who they were last week, and I love that. I love how they went into Green Bay, and everybody wants Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs from a media standpoint, right? You would love to see that. Detroit, even though they were eliminated, did not give two son of a bitches, and they went in there and dog stomped the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are overrated. They proved it. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's talent. Aaron Rodgers just looked tired. I mean, didn't he? Didn't Aaron Rodgers just look defeated in that one? He probably wishes he was playing in the NFC South. Because if you're in the NFC South, and I'll get to that at the end of the show, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. is in the playoffs once again. He, he tends to win every other year. Can they do it this year? I have my doubts. When we get to that, I'll be making that picks. Congratulations, by the way, to the Georgia Bulldogs, back-to-back national champions, just like I told y'all. I knew they were going to take care of that. TCU, you got nothing to be ashamed of. You guys had a phenomenal season. You guys are on the top of the board. You probably will be a top 10 team if you don't lose too much talent going into next season. Bravo to that. I mean, I didn't think you guys were going to get stomped like that. I mean, after you scored your first touchdown, I kind of figured, okay, they're going to make a game out of this. But Georgia's who I thought they were. When it comes to push, come to shove, too talented, too deep. I mean, just that Ohio State game, I feel like woke them up and the rest is history. If you like what I'm doing, Please go ahead and support the show by going follow, like, comment, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, go to TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, one it's all podcast at gmail.com. I love the support. It helps me. And, you know, I'm just grateful to be able to do this, to be able to kind of live this out because when growing up, I always wanted to be something like I growing up, I always idolized like sports center, any, all the comics, all that kind of stuff. So this is a way for me to kind of live that out and every week I do this is just a ton of fun. And if you got any interest in being on the show, let me know. We could talk about some things, bring you up to date on that. Talk sports, talk comedy, talk motivation, talk life hacks, talk whatever you want, talk whatever you want. Okay. You sick of hearing me ramble? I say, since it's playoff time, we go in and we break down every single game on the docket this weekend. First, we are going to start with, the nine and eight, the, probably the most overachieving team of the year with the, definitely comeback player of the year. I think he takes the cake over Saquon. Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks go to division rival 13 and four, San Francisco 49ers in that terror, that terror of a defense. Now that you got McCaffrey, 
Brock Purdy's playing pretty, pretty good. Now, as much as on paper I look at San Francisco and think, oh, God, this is just going to be one of those games. They're, the defense is just going to handle business. I think Seattle holds their own. I do. I feel Pete Carroll has them ready. Pete Carroll is, I don't like him per se. There's a lot of shit about him I don't really favor, like how we handled the whole USC thing going in, but that's bygones, right? I just think San Francisco is too deep, too talented, and defense wins championships in these moments, and I think that's the difference maker in this game. I do think Seattle shows up ready to go. Why wouldn't you be? It's the playoffs. Win or go home. San Francisco, though, too too strong. I don't see them getting bounced this early. I think the defense, I think McCaffrey makes enough plays. And it, I take San Francisco on this one probably by about 10. I would say San Francisco 10. And I just think the defense makes too many plays when it counts. Geno Smith, he's going to have to throw for three, 400 yards in order for them to win this game. unless Because I, I just can't see Kenneth Walker doing a ton against that defense. A couple big plays here and there. But not enough for four quarters. Give me San Francisco to advance. Second half of the Saturday doubleheader, we have the 10-7 and seven San Diego. <coughs> I mean, Los Angeles. They'll always be San Diego to me. Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers at. They won or go home last week. They won that game. Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguar pride Duval County stand up. The Jacksonville Jaguars are hosting a playoff game, division winners, and they host the Chargers. In this game, Mike Williams will not play for the Chargers, which is a huge blow. They're going to rely on Austin Eckler to make some plays. To me, I have not been a fan of the coaching of the Chargers all year. There's a lot. To, there's a lot not to like about the head coaches. There's a lot about their decision making. There's a lot of. There's just a lot of X factors, right? They have a lot of talent. They, I think Justin Herbert's good, but I feel. That Jaguar, the Jaguars have been playing playoff games for about two months now, right? They had to bounce back and keep rolling. They're relatively healthy, and they have a Super Bowl winning head coach. I cannot overlook that. I feel like Jacksonville, that Tennessee game, just like Georgia against Ohio State, Tennessee's defense is a lot better than uh, LA's. The Chargers' defense is not going to hold as much as you think. I feel like... uh, Trevor Lawrence and them kind of stumbled their way into the playoffs a little bit because that game, if it wasn't for that fumble six at the end, who knows how that would have went. Maybe a wake-up call. I can't see that happening back-to-back weeks in Duval County. I'm going to take Jacksonville on this one. I think Trevor Lawrence has a good game. I do. I think this is just coming out party. Everybody's kind of forgot he was the number one pick and a lot of more about Herbert's been made. I think this is definitely on Saturday, the most entertaining game out of the two. I think this is going to be a back and forth right down to the fourth quarter, and I think the game's going to be made in the fourth quarter with proper head coaching calls. Proper calls. Doug Peterson will be the X-Factor in this game along with his number one pick of a quarterback and Travis Etienne. And don't forget, they have some good receivers. I think Zay Jones makes a big play, and I just see Jacksonville pulling it out. They just have been fighting for two months now, and I think that pays off in this game. Give me Jaguar pride for one more week. They're going to go into that next round. Now, I don't know what's going to happen there, but it's not going to end this week. Give me Jacksonville over the Chargers. I'm going to say, I uh, give me by, I'm going to say by touchdown. Give me Jacksonville by touchdown. Jaguar pride, baby. <sighs> that's only two games, and that's already exhausting me. All right, so moving on to the Sunday. We have three games on Sunday. 
on the day two of the three-day triple header, our three-day breakdown. The 9-8 and eight Miami Dolphins take on the 13-3 and three Buffalo Bills. Miami's without Tua. I, I hate to simplify it, but I am. No Tua, no Miami advancing. Tyreek Hill's going to have a big play. Either him or Waddle's going to blow up because the Buffalo coming off what happened and then them coming in with no Tua hosting a playoff game in Buffalo, that crowd is going to be rowdy. I don't even think this game is close. I think Buffalo goes in there and just takes care of business, sends Miami home to reevaluate what they're going to do in the offseason with their quarterback situation. I'm taking Buffalo easily in this one. Give me a Buffalo by 17. Buffalo by 17 at home. They're going to win this one for Hamlin. After that, I if you want to put your money on any team that's got the backstory, the Disney moment, the Disney miracle, anytime that team gets down, all they got to do is show a picture of DeMar Hamlin. And that team is going to rally. They have a rallying call to me that means something in this world. You play for things that push you over the hump. I think the playoffs, you should be ready to play anyway. But DeMar Hamlin's going to be the X factor. He may not be on the field, but he's with every player. I I think Buffalo blows Miami out. Give me Buffalo over Miami by 17. Now, this next game, this game, I... I'm back and forth on the 9-7 New York football giants. The G-Men traveled to those 13-4. Largest comeback in history against the Colts a few weeks ago. Minnesota Vikings, the division winners. The Vikings are hard to, to place. I mean, they're, the record, they're, you're as good as your record, they say, right? 13-4. I've went back and forth on this game. I could see the G-Men going in and beating the Vikings. I just think the Vikings are susceptible to some big plays and against a good defense like the Giants, but I don't think it happens this week. Um, I think Minnesota actually takes care of business on the home field, and they're going to win this game by 10. Although I do think that Giants fans are going to be happy with Daniel Jones at the end of this game. It's going to be a matter – it's going to be small ball that loses this game for the Giants. I just think that Vikings make more plays. I think being in the home field and the dome just gives them all the momentum. The Giants – hey – you guys weren't expecting playoffs when the season started, so be happy with this one. Give me the Vikings in this one. I'm going to take the Vikings by six. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. The Giants' defense is going to step up. It's going to be your classic foot, uh, playoff football. But Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, big playability. As long as Kirk Cousins doesn't make too many mistakes, Hawkinson's going to be a factor. I just think they have more offensive weapons in a game like this on a home field. I Give me 120 and a touchdown for Justin Jefferson. That's going to be the reason they win this game. Vikings over the Giants to advance. And the third of the game made it easier for me to pick after the recent news. You got this 10-7 and Baltimore Ravens traveling to division winner and 12-4 and Cincinnati Bengals. Once I heard that Lamar Jackson was out, to me, this is a no-brainer. As long as the Bengals don't get ahead of themselves and get ca- caught up in what happened at the end with the playoff picture and everything, Give me the Bengals by 12, by 13. I'll take the Bengals by 13. And, and this one, I just don't think the Ravens have enough firepower. You take Lamar Jackson out, what's the point? On the road in Cincinnati, division bitterness, division rivals. Joe Burrow, Joe Cool in these playoff spots. This is what these guys play for. Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, if you've been reading his tweets, has got something to say about a lot of things. This team is going to play angry, and they uh, they don't give two donkey dicks if Lamar Jackson's not playing. They are going to handle business at home to advance. 
I'm going to save them by two touchdowns. Give me the Bengals by 14 to advance to the next round. All right, now, my beloved Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the NFC South Division, finished at 8-9, and haven't looked good to me all season, but they do have Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Monday night, triple three-day weekend of football. I don't know why they have a wild-card weekend on a Monday night. That makes it harder for the next week for whoever advances, but I digress. You have the 12-5 and Dallas Cowboys traveling to the NFC South Division winner, 8-9 and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have been back and forth with this game all week. On one hand, I think Dallas is the better team. I just if you I've been if you watched more than a couple Bucks games this year, you you know what I'm talking about. As much I, I try not to be a homer on this when I do this. I try to keep it honest. I root for my teams, head heart, that whole thing. On if I wasn't a Bucks fan, it would probably be very easy for me to pick the Dallas Cowboys in this one. And they, all the news reports and all everything says is Tam, Tom Brady is 7-0 against the Dallas Cowboys. That's like saying on a live broadcast, this kicker has never missed a kick from 30 yards and he has a 30-yard field goal and he shanks a left. It happens every single time. 90% free throw shooter never misses, puts it up, it bricks. That's my thing. I can't take away from my head on this one. My heart, of course, bucks all day. If it wasn't for Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr., how many times has he proved us wrong? Will this be his last game in a Bucks uniform? My head just leaned. If I was putting my money, I'd probably put my money on Dallas on this one. This is this is a tough one. I know, I know, I know. Austin, my Cowboys guy, he's already picked the Cowboys on this one. And he just made that pretty easy. 12 and 5, 8, 9. The Cowboys have looked up and down as well. So it's it's all about what it who plays better in pressure moments. We beat Dallas week one. Okay. It's been a long season for both teams since then. The Cowboys have obviously a better record. Uh, they've, they've played better even with a backup quarterback because you put a backup quarterback in Tampa, no. Brady carries that team. I don't know how the offensive line is going to perform. Micah Parsons, and then on the other end, CeeDee Lamb. They got Tony Pollard. I mean, it's all about the quarterback. This is a quarterback game right here. Whose defense is better? I don't know. On any given week, the Bucks Cowboys can swap defenses. This is going to be more of a defensive battle than you think. Uh, I think it comes down. You have Tampa at home field, but you got D- Dallas played a, sh- a, a shit game last week against Washington, and I don't know if that was just them tucking it in. Tampa did, kind of did the same thing against Atlanta, kind of just tucked it in. You kind of go, all right, so you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Who's going to make more plays in the pressure situation in a prime time game? I don't know. I just haven't seen enough out of Tampa in this game, and it pains me. With my head, my official pick, I'm taking Dallas in this game. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I can't do it, but I will be rooting for the Bucks wholeheartedly. How can I not? That's my squad. That's I'm one of those that roots for that team forever. But for the official pick, I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys to go into Tampa. And I could possibly end Brady's run, at least in Tampa. Is it time for him to call? I mean... His arm still looks good. I won't take anything away from his arm, but it's the I, I, it's the coaching, the play calling. I don't, I don't. There just don't seem to be on the same page, and I can't figure out why. 
what dropped off. I, Brady has always been based on his offensive line. When he gets when he gets time to throw, he's the most lethal quarterback in football. The GOAT, obviously. But when he doesn't get time, remember Peyton Manning at the end, you just get a couple blitzes on him, but compared to that, he doesn't have the noodle arm that Manning did. Brady, yeah, the head, the head takes the Cowboys in this one. I think they go into Tampa. They've lost two in a row to Brady. And I think they go in there and just make more plays, and th- then Tampa's going to be left with a lot of question marks. All my Bucks nation, don't hate me. I'm rooting hardcore. I want the Bucks to win. Let me make that clear. But my official pick is the Dallas Cowboys. There you go. That is your extended wild card weekend picks. If you got anything you want to say, hit me up on all social media platforms. One at all on Instagram. One at all One at all podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you got any questions, want to be on or anything, and then every week, and then I got to, before I end the show here, I got to give Austin's picks. Austin has, he takes San Francisco to beat Seattle. He takes the Chargers to beat the Jags. He takes Buffalo. He takes the Giants to stun the Vikings. Now he starts making bold picks. And then he takes the Bengals and his Cowboys. Oh, I hate picking the Cowboys, but I, I just feel it. I just feel it. And usually my gut is correct. Believe me, this guy has got me a long way, especially at the buffet. All right, everybody. Appreciate you as always. Love you. Can't wait till next time. I'll be back again soon until the next one. Love you guys. See you. Peace.